Hello, welcome to Endurance Minded. It's a podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I want to talk about why it's important for athletes to be selfish. Uh, this is a word uh, that we are not uh, comfortable using. Uh, certainly a word that's been uh, demonized, uh, and it's something we don't like to think of ourselves as. Um, but I want to uh, I want to unpack and I want to explore why uh, a certain amount of selfishness or um, the ability to be um, to be selfish in relation to our goals is something that really is um, it, it has to be a part uh, of the athlete experience. It's inexorably linked to um, to to our ability to reach our goals um, and. You know, this is something that um, it, it's just always been a part of the conversation. You know, it's something that when I talk with athletes, when I, when I speak with other coaches, um, when I speak with people that are not athletes and, and have goals related to their careers, uh, goals related to, um, uh, to, you know, them being parents, to, to partners, uh, whatever it is in our lives, there is a, there's a real struggle and a disconnect between what the goals are, what the individual uh, says that they want to accomplish, and their ability to um, to prioritize themselves, or in other words, to be selfish, uh, in order to reach those goals. Um, and, you know, and I think part of it might be just the human condition. Um, you know, we we want to. Uh, you know, put others first, or certainly, oftentimes, uh, that's what we try to do. But again, I want to bring it back to why selfishness has to be a part of the equation, um, and how we can use this mindset to help to help us reach our goals. And you know, if you're um, if you're a mom, a dad, if you are a uh, a busy professional, someone who's career oriented, again, someone who's striving for goals. Someone who has um, lots of irons in the fire, so to speak, um, which is which is most of us, right? On any given day, we have any number of things that are um, that are pulling at us, that are um, uh, taking away, you know, from our attention and our ability to focus on ourselves. And if if you're in that space, again, like most of us are, um, you're giving time to everyone else. Um, again, you're giving. Uh, you're giving time to your to your partner, your friends, your kids, your work, um, and that's great. Uh, those are things that fulfill us. Those are relationships. Those are goals. Those are um, bonds that are important. But the bond with ourselves is arguably the most important thing, and that'll be. It's really what I argue, and if you've listened to to those podcasts, you know that it's it's something that I've uh, I've said time and time again is that. You know, it has to start with the connection with ourselves. It has to start with our ability to show up for ourselves so that we can show up for others. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. 
That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. I'll, I'll back up or, or to just provide some context. You know, this is something that I'm passionate about because I've been there. Um, I, you know, m- many years ago when I was starting TEC um, and I was really, really focused on um, building a business, uh, you, you know, connecting with as many athletes as, as we could um, with uh, all of the things that I wanted from a career perspective I, I, and, and to make those career goals connect with my personal passions. And the irony was that in, in the process of working to build those relationships, working to connect with, uh, with athletes around the world, working to build a passionate coaching team, um, I, um, I lost sight of my ability to connect with the things that matter uh, most to me, uh, and specifically with, with exercise, with movement, with tapping into my athleticism, even though... I've spent my entire life um, working to to understand what it means to be an athlete, to impart um, uh, whatever uh, insights and wisdom that I have um, uh, to athletes and other coaches around the world. Um, you know, I was literally surrounded by all of the tools and resources I needed to um, to continue to stay focused on my athletic goals. And, um, and I still push myself to the bottom of my to-do list. You know, I was so focused on these other areas, these things that I wanted to get done, these things that felt like they were more important than my, than my own personal goals, um, uh, to, you know, promises and commitments I had made, uh, to other people, um, whatever it was and however that manifested itself, I found myself, you know, day after day at the bottom of my own to-do list. Um, and you know, it was, it became increasingly obvious that I couldn't execute at the level that I wanted. I couldn't connect with people in the way that I wanted to. Um, I couldn't build relationships 
in a way that was valuable and impactful for me and, and those that I was in relationship with if I didn't show up for myself. So, you know, in other words, if I, if I wasn't able to build and maintain a strong relationship with myself, uh, it, it, it's, um, it wasn't going to happen with other people. Um, I wasn't going to be able to, to be there for those around me. And again, that, that, um, that went into all areas of my life. You know, it was, uh, it was career, it was friendships, uh, it was uh, um, relationships at home. And what I realized is that the inherent selfishness is a critical component for us to be able to not be selfish um, in these other areas of our lives. Again, to build those connections, to reach those goals, um, to continue to strive um, in areas that are external to to our own personal goals, we have to show up for ourselves first. Um, and you know, this it, it's it's because I've had these experiences that I'm so passionate about um, understanding why it is that we struggle to get out of our own way. You know, why is it that um, that we continue to push ourselves? to the bottom of our own to-do list. Um, and that's why, you know, this, this, um, I think it's almost important to use strong language like being selfish because it helps to, um, to prop up the importance of, uh, of what we're trying to do, right? You have to be, it's not that, um, you know, when you get around to it, uh, or when it's convenient or when, um, when it's best for everyone else, uh, in, you know, in your circle or in your support network, um, it's that you have to be selfish. Um, and knowing that that selfishness is going to, um, to allow you to, to be the best version of yourself in these other areas of your life. So I, I, I want to just give a couple of cues, a couple of takeaways, things from my own experience and my experience in working with um, with other individuals about why uh, why the selfishness matters. Why is it something that um, that we really have to we have to lean into? We have to prioritize because no matter um, no matter what I say as a coach, no matter what I say you know on this podcast, um, it, it's 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 always and continues to be part of the conversation. Um, the number one thing that gets in people's way or, or, or prohibits them from reaching their goals is um, their inability to prioritize themselves in relation to their personal goals so that they remain consistent um, and build the tools, uh, build the fitness, build the know-how, um, to reach their goals. So, so this, this conversation is, is, is the most important thing. If we can figure out how to prioritize ourselves, again, if we want to use strong language, if we can figure out how to be selfish, I promise you it will, one, uh, allow you to reach your goals. There will not be uh, anything in your way. Um, and two, it will allow us to show up in the ways that we hope that we can show up in all areas of our lives. So again, through the lens of athleticism, um, you know, I'll use myself as an example again. When I prioritize myself, when I'm selfish, 
with the time that I need to carve out to to reach my goals from an athletic perspective. Um, I'm able to show up as the leader I need to be. Uh, and I'm able to show up as the partner I need to be, the friend I need to be. Um, it, you know, it's 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 how we refill um, our gas tank, right? I've used this analogy before. It's you know we everything else we do empties the tank, and then that time that we prioritize ourselves, the time we set aside for our goals, is gas back in the tank. Um, and if we um, we can't go forever without refilling the tank. Right. So it's something that's that's critical. And again, I truly believe that like it's the crux of of all of the other conversations that we we have. It's the crux of, you know, uh, expectation setting, athletic identity, um, talking about our you know intrinsic versus extrinsic goals. A lot of the things that we work to dive into and unpack uh, specifically on this this podcast, this selfish component is is really where it begins, right? If, we, if we're not able to to carve out time for ourselves, if we don't think that that time is as important um, as everything else that we have to do in the day, then we really can't start to dive into those other things. Um, so it, it is the, it's the gateway um, to really understanding what it means to be an athlete, um, to really understanding what that experience looks and feels like for us. Uh, everybody is different. Um, and it's really the gateway to understand how we set our goals, um, because how we prioritize that time of the day, how much of that time we're able to give is going to help us understand how to set expectations around our goals, what that runway looks like, what that process looks and feels like for us, and ultimately how we get, uh, how we derive joy from that process. Um, so, uh, just a, a few quick things again. To, to help us understand why, um, why, why it's important to be selfish, why we have to put ourselves first when it comes to uh, our goals as athletes. So I mentioned it earlier. First and foremost, and this is something that I, I truly believe, um, because I've seen it manifest itself so many times, both in my own life as well as uh, the lives of athletes, is that you can't show up for others if you don't show up for yourself. And like I mentioned earlier, another way to put that would be um, if you're unable to have a relationship with yourself, you can't have a relationship with others. So you have to understand yourself. You have to understand what drives you. You have to show up for yourself. You have to give yourself the opportunity to excel. And you have to um, you have to prioritize that time. One of the things that that I that I think is is that the the, the root of of this um, this predicament that we find ourselves in is that we don't value the time that we give ourselves as much as the time that we give to others, or we don't wait that time um, as much as, as, um, as we do for the time that we give others. So, you know, let's think about it in terms of a, a day in the life, you know, wake up, responsibilities, go to work, 
uh, kids to school, whatever's on your calendar. When it's time to, to work out, you know, let's say that at noon, um, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we've, um, you're able to, to carve out some time. Usually that's a good time to work out. When that time comes up, um, and I want you to really put yourself in, in this place uh, because I, I guarantee you we've all experienced this. When, when, we, you know, when that clock turns and it's time for us to, to shift to prioritizing ourselves and to be selfish, carve out that time, take that time, we don't see that as, um, as equally weighted as the other things on our schedule that day. Right. We say we have an internal dialogue. We say, well, yeah, you know, I was going to work out, but I should really finish this uh, this project at work. I should really send these few more emails. I should make this phone call. I should, you know, whatever it is. And and that's because we don't see that time for ourselves um, equally valued as those other things. Right. We imagine that if we. If we send those emails, uh, if we take another meeting, um, if we make that phone call, send that text message, whatever it is, that that's going to produce more results or get us the things that we want um, more than taking that time for ourselves. And that's simply not the case. And, and I promise you, again, I truly believe that if, if you take that time, if you say, you know what, I... I wouldn't miss a meeting at work just like I'm not going to miss a meeting with myself. Um, if you think about it in those terms, and again, you work to wait that time uh, or create a space where that time is as valuable as any other thing that you value, that's going to allow you to, to be the best version of yourself. It's going to pay dividends across the board. It might not seem like it at first. It might seem like if I take this time for myself, it means I'm taking time away from these other things that I care about. I'm taking time away from my work, my family, um, friends, whatever. But again, when we're selfish, when we prioritize ourselves, we give ourselves the opportunity to show up and be present, to move, to engage in our, uh, with ourselves physically. Um, there's a mental component uh, as well there, that time to connect with ourselves, um, to tap into, you know, what brings us joy, uh, what we enjoy about the process. When we're in that space, we, um, it refills us, right? It puts us in a position to show up in other areas of our lives. So again, that working to wait that time or, or value that time as much as we place an emphasis and value on these other things. And again, I really want you to think about when you've been in, in, uh, in that headspace. When have you had that inner dialogue, right? You're sitting at your desk. You need to leave to go work out. You've told yourself you were going to do it. And then, and then what happens? You don't leave your desk. You don't get in the car to go to the gym. Uh, you don't go to your yoga mat to to stretch or to do yoga or to meditate. You do something else because you think that that thing is more important. Um, again, we devalue ourselves. We devalue or undervalue the time that we spend refilling and checking in with ourselves. 
Um, and that, again, is the crux. That's the piece where so many people, if they could work to value that time equally, um, we would have it. We'd have it figured out, right? The goal, everybody's goals would be met. Um, so again, you can't show up for um, for others if you don't show up for yourself. And again, I just want you to reflect on that. Think about times that you've you've had that internal dialogue. What keeps you from thinking that the time for yourself um, is is not as valuable? Is it because it feels selfish? That's okay. Right again, I think it's important to lean into that language. Um, it's okay to be selfish at times when it allows us to be the best versions of ourselves um, in other areas of our lives when we take that time. Um, so think about what's what's getting in your way. You know, what's the conversation that you have with yourself when you don't um, when you don't show up, uh, or, or when it feels like you can't show up. I realize that these barriers so often feel like they're insurmountable, right? That it's not just as easy as flipping the switch and saying, oh, this is something I care about. I want to value my time. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to go. I understand that it's a much more dynamic and nuanced experience than that, but there has to be a turning point. There has to be uh, work that we do that allows us to flip that switch that helps us see that showing up for that thing, for, for that workout um, for that movement, for that activity, for that opportunity to check in with ourselves, to be selfish is just as important, if not more so than anything else in our schedule that day. Um, and it's about making time. Uh, it's about understanding that time is valuable. Um, and it's about continuing to carve out space and opportunities where that time integrates into your life. Uh, hey everyone, uh, I recently came across a new product on the market uh, and I wanted to take a moment to share it uh, with our listeners. Uh, Access Nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc, iron, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, this is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds, uh, any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. Uh, so without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for abs absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, you can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So, so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org 
and use the code Thomas Endurance um, to get 25% off uh, your order. And um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's uh, it's a really uh, cool product. I think it'd be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org, code Thomas Endurance for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Second thing is that movement is, is self-care. So, you know, we've, we hear this a lot, right? I think self-care, if we want to use that as kind of the, you know, that's become a bit of a, of a marketing term. And it, it's like, it can be a catch-all, right? A lot of times self-care, um, it, we think about that or it comes to us in the form of um, quiet time, reading, meditation, um, you know, things like spa, massage, taking, uh, taking vacation, relaxing. Um, but I think oftentimes self-care, um, the, the, the issue that I, that I have, or I think where we run into, to a problem with the idea of self-care as it's often presented is it's a, um, it's an external component to our normal lives, right? It, it, it often is not integrated. It's, a, it's, a, it's another experience. It's okay, I'm going to take time for self-care, so I'm going to go on vacation. Uh, I'm going to go again to a spa. I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's some sort of um, extra component. It's something that is not part of our daily lives. Now, certainly there are plenty of opportunities and arguments and resources where we can work to, to, to integrate that and for self-care to be a component of, of our daily lives. And I would argue that it's a critical piece. Um, but my, I, I think oftentimes we see exercise, we see movement, we see training, whatever you want to call it, as another puzzle piece that is um, that is separate from from our lives, right? It's like okay, we have we have our work schedule, we have uh, our family obligations, commitments, friends, X, Y, and Z, and then over here in this box we have our athletic goals, um, and 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 those things are separate. And I think it, it, it is important. It's valuable to bring that you know to merge those boxes to to bring that puzzle piece. Uh, and make it part of the whole, um, and and realize that movement, consistent movement, is is really self care. You know, so often prioritizing ourselves has been demonized, right? We we uh, we hear that you know if you work more you'll get ahead and you'll uh, you know stick to the grind and grind it out and um, you know all of these things that really separate us from our ability to prioritize ourselves, to think about that time as something that is equal or valuable. Um, and I would encourage you to think about movement as self-care. And it doesn't have to be a strenuous workout. It can be a walk. It can be, you know, um, it can be sitting and checking in with your body and 
you know, moving in a way that feels, uh, feels restorative. Um, it, it can be, you know, the manifestation of that movement can be any number of things. But I think the more we can work to bring movement, to bring our goals as athletes into the fold, again, merge those boxes where there, it's an integrated approach uh, into our lives, our lifestyle, our families, um, I, I think that's going to be, it's going to allow you to see, to see your goals as something that's not other right? That, that, that bolsters that selfishness. It bolsters that, um, our inabilities to see the importance of that time when we see our athletic goals, um, cordoned off in another box, right? So, okay, I'm going to get all these things done. And then if I check all these boxes, then I can address my athletic goals. Then I can look at, uh, this other box. If there's time, if I finish these things, if I finish my to-do list, the movement is part of that. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, if self-care is something that we value, if we know that we need that restorative time, we need that introspective opportunity, uh, those introspective opportunities, um, then movement has to be a part of that. What better opportunity to check in with ourselves, what better time than when we're checking in with our bodies, when we're making the connection between our mind and our body, when we're when we're engaged in the process of being the best versions of ourselves, um, when we're refilling uh, and restoring um, who we are, what it is that makes us um, great, um, what it is that makes us, you know, good, um, good partners, good coworkers, good leaders. Um, that's that time is is just as important. So again, think about how to. One, there's a mental component, right? If you find yourself thinking about um, movement through the lens of um, once I get everything else done, then I can do that. That's that's the first, probably the first cue that we need to go back to that prioritizing yourself. There needs to be a selfish component. How can you prioritize yourself so you can show up for others? Because that's the inherent um, breakdown in in that in the psychology of how we um, of how we prioritize ourselves, right? Is that, is that if if it's in a separate box, then we are already setting ourselves up for that construct. Um, so so bring movement into the fold, right? What does it look like integrated into your day, um, and how does that show up? Right. So oftentimes that can be um, having a bit more of a flexible uh, and fluid approach to that movement. Right. We might think that a specific day is a specific workout. Um, you know, Tuesdays are interval session and that this is what we're going to work on. And, you know, this is the focus. And that's that's great. If that works consistently. If we have trouble showing up for, um, you know, in that way, every Tuesday, maybe there's an opportunity for a more fluid approach, right? Maybe that's not um, how we think about every Tuesday. Um, maybe again, there's a way to engage in movement that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more fluid, provides a little bit more leniency. Um, and that allows, again, consistency. And when we're consistent, um, it becomes second nature, 
right? It's not, it becomes increasingly less difficult to carve out that time for ourselves when we make that link that that time is just as valuable. So even if you can't get in that interval session, um, go for a walk, right? Again, do some restorative movements, um, play with your dog, uh, play with your cat, whatever it is. Um, make that link, right? So much of this is psychology, right? We have to develop tools um, that set ourselves up for success that allow us to make that link uh, and that association between that time and the value of that time. And so much of that's just doing it consistently. The third area, and we've all been here, and I realize this is a hot button topic and and there's a lot of, uh, depending on where you're coming from, circumstances, um, there's a lot of nuance here. I realize what I'm about to say is not as straightforward as I'm going to deliver it, but um, I, I believe that most people have the time. You have the time to prioritize yourself. This is the thing that I hear 99% of the time is that, is that I, um, athletes don't have the time, right? I ran out of time in the day. The day got away from me. Um, I don't have the time during the week. I can't have the time to stay consistent. I don't, you know, how, however you want to package that sentiment, I want to say that I really believe that you have the time. Now, the important thing is that we need to understand what that looks like for each individual. So what that time looks like for me versus someone else is very different. But so often, and again, I, I realize there's extenuating circumstances. I realize that a lot of times there isn't time. On certain days, the day truly does get away from us. On certain days, we truly do need to prioritize other people before ourselves because they're people that we care about or uh, it's important for our job or, um, you know, whatever the circumstance is. But most days, I think that you have the time. I think what gets in the way is our inability, again, to prioritize ourselves. If we really think about what we did with our day, is there an opportunity uh, or was there an opportunity to, um, to prioritize ourselves, to get in that consistent movement? And I think if we're really honest, I think oftentimes the answer is yes. Um, again, certainly some days are packed. And it's just not a possibility. Again, that's where that, that fluidity is important. So, okay, great. Today didn't go as planned. What's tomorrow look like? How do I prioritize myself? How do I make sure that I'm selfish with my time so I can refill my cup so I can show up for others? Um, so if you find yourself saying consistently, um, I don't have the time, what are... What's getting in the way, right? Is it truly that your days are completely packed and there's no space? Um, if so, totally fair. Um, sometimes life 
is, you know, burn the candle at both ends. I would encourage you to try to understand if that's a season of your life. You know, are there, are there things you can do to set yourself up uh, in the future to prioritize yourself? I, um, I would think that that's not a, um, uh, a way that, that most people would want to move through their life. It's completely maxed out with no opportunity to refill themselves to focus on their personal goals, to check in with their bodies, to move, to be healthy. Um, so if that's you and you're truly maxed out, um, can that be a season? Can we get through that? What can we do um, to help you make time for yourself? You know, if it's on a career front, you know, is there, uh, can you use the support of your team uh, to free up some space? Can you, um, can you work to engage uh, with your career in a way that um, that frees up some time, you know, thinking dynamically. Um, what what can you do to give some of that time back, or to get some of that time back? Um, if you if you ask yourself that question and you really are not, um, you know, fully maxed out every day, then this is where I want you to think about what can you do to get uh, to prioritize yourself. Right? Are there moments that you could prioritize movement? Um, because what I find is that, yes, things seem busy. Yes, everybody is crazy. Yes, um, you know, dynamic work-life um, challenges. It's hard to juggle all the balls, lots of irons in the fire. Yes, all that stuff is true. That doesn't mean that we should prioritize ourselves any less. I would argue, actually, that the busier things get, the more hectic things get, the more you should lean into prioritizing yourself. That's been the most impactful thing for me personally is as things get crazier, as life gets busier, uh, as pressures uh, from other areas become more intense, lean into me leaning into that time, being selfish, making sure that I wait that time for myself as much as um, the time that I give others. Um, it, it's, it, it pays off every single day, every day that I show up. Um, and it's not easy. You know, it, it, it is hard when you have a busy day to find that time, but, but it's there, I promise. A lot of it is structuring your life, setting yourself up in advance for success. But I really want to push you guys to think about if you have the time. Because I would argue, again, that you do. What's missing is, the, um, is that value proposition. Why is it important that I prioritize myself as much as I prioritize others? That I prioritize myself as much as I prioritize these uh, these meetings on my calendar as much as I prioritize um, this, you know, uh, time I'm going to spend with friends after work. All of these things are important. My argument is that that time for yourself is just as important. And that when we think about it that way, you, you'll find the time. It will magically create itself and 
manifest in a way that it now fits into your life, right? That's the way the psychology of these things go is that when we say, I don't have the time, uh, I'm stressed, I'm too busy. Well, then, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Somehow, magically, our calendars don't have the space. Um, we don't have time to go to the gym. We don't have time to, um, to, to give back to ourselves. When we make that shift and we use language that supports our goals, when we're selfish in a way that, uh, that supports and values that time for ourselves, lo and behold, there's a gap in the calendar, right? There's some time. There's some space. There's some energy. Um, again, so much of it is the psychology. How do we um, use language? How do we set ourselves up for success so that we can uh, deploy these tools to allow us to execute in a way that's in alignment with our goals. So three quick things just to recap. Again, you can't show up for others if you don't show up for yourselves. This is my mantra, right? I, it's something that I am truly believe in and, and am so passionate about is that you have to, this has to be a part of, and, and just for health, I, I'm really not, um, I'm not talking about being, you know, a super athlete. Um, I'm talking about movement as it relates to our physical and mental health. I think we can all agree and admit that it has to be a part of the equation, right? Exercise is important. Now, I think having some goals around that exercise, um, it, whether that is just to, you know, be healthy and be the best version of yourself for your kids, whether that's to, you know, to, to live a long and healthy life uh, for yourself, to, to be able to have great experiences with your partner, you know, to, to win a bike race, to run a marathon, you know, it could be anything. Having some goals around that is important. You know, finding our why so that we're able to engage in that athleticism, able to engage in that movement for, long, for the long term. I think that's important. But, but no matter who we want to be as athletes, no matter what our goals are, we have to show up for ourselves so that we can show up for others. Again, the pursuit of our athleticism, the pursuit of our goals as it relates to, uh, to physical movement allows us uh, or provides us a lens in which we can see value in taking time for ourselves so that we can show up for others um, in kind of the fullest extent possible. So work on that first, right? Prioritize yourself. Uh, again, you can't be in a relationship with yourself. Um, or if you don't have a relationship with yourself, you can't be in a relationship with others. Relationships are what makes the world go around, right? Relationships with your colleagues at work, with your family, with your friends. That's, that's where we show up. Um, that's what drives what we do. So we have to have a relationship with ourselves first. Um, second is movement is self-care. Don't think about these things in separate boxes, right? You don't have your work life, uh, box, your family life box, your, your exercise box, your, these are all integrated, right? So how do we blend them? How do we think about movement as a critical part of our day? Um, and think about it through the lens of, of self-care, right? It's not this other component that sits off here on the side when we get a chance, um, it is something that can be and should be integrated um, daily or frequently 
um, so that we can realize the true value of this thing, realize the true value of movement um, and being an athlete. And again, that athleticism, that lens allows us to see um, how showing up for ourselves enables us to show up for others. And number three, um, you have the time. I really want to push you guys to think about how are you spending your time? Um, again, I know that sometimes things get sideways. Days are long. Burn the candle at both ends. We have big aggressive goals. Lots of things pulling at our attention and buying for our time. I get that. Some days, it truly just isn't in the cards. I get it. No one understands that more than me. But most days, I think that you do have the time. And if that's the case, how can you prioritize yourself and set aside that time? Because it's the biggest thing that, that I hear is, you know, I ran out of time. Um, things got crazy. Whatever it is. Okay, great. Well, then how do we set ourselves up for success, right? If that's the case, um, if that's what days look like, well, then where's the opportunity? Because, right? again, like I said, I've found the crazier things get, the busier, the more stress, the more, um, the more that's, that's coming at me, the more critical it is that I take that time, that I be selfish and prioritize myself. Because I know that if I don't do that, I'm not showing up in these other areas um, to my, you know, full capabilities. So the crazier things get, the more I lean into that. The more I, I say, you know, okay, great. Tomorrow's nuts. Um, super packed. Lots going on. Where's the space? Where's the time? And then when that opportunity presents itself, make sure that that time is valued as much or weighted as much as those other things. So again, this is coming from a place of my own experience. I, I get it. I've, I've struggled immensely with, um, with getting into this headspace, with making sure that, that it's second nature, that I see that time. And I know that it's, it's, it's the most important thing I do that day, but it takes time. Um, and again, so much of this is just figuring out the psychology, figuring out what it is that's in our way. Why don't we see that time as valuable? Um, why, when we look at our schedule, do we think that we don't have time? Where are the moments? Where are the opportunities? What can we do to set ourselves up for success? All of these things, it's not a, it's not a passive process. You know, it, it, takes, um, it, it takes being proactive to, to set ourselves up for success. But again, I want to challenge you to be selfish. It's okay. Um, it's going to pay off in other areas of your life. I know we've been told we shouldn't do that. Um, we should show up for ourselves last. We should put others first. But I promise you when it comes to our goals as athletes, if you can be selfish, if you can take that time, prioritize yourself, it's going to show up in every area of your life. Um, and you're going to see um, see how that shows up and you're going to reap the benefits uh, of that. So um, let me know how it goes. Um, drop, uh, drop comments. Uh, at the bottom of the page in enduranceminded.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, please rate, subscribe, share uh, with a friend. I can't thank you guys enough 
for, uh, for those of you who have already let us know uh, how Endurance Minded has impacted your life, how it's impacted your mindset, how it's impacted your goal setting. Uh, this is why uh, I do what I do. Um, and uh, thank you guys so much for the support. And we'll see you next time.